Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. How's everybody doing? Good. Back in school? Yeah. Yeah. We're back in back in school. Um, real quick, just a. My wife did a great job, of course, at uh, announcements. But um, the mission trip, let me just share share this. It is a limited space on that trip. We'll probably have a, a team of 15 or less. Uh, and it's going to be sort of first come, first serve. The money in is how you reserve your spot. That's sort of the way we're going to have to do it. It's, it's sort of a trip where you just can't take a very large group. Uh, but it's going to be a great trip. We're going to rent, rent a house like a, I think it's a, uh, gosh, eight bedroom house. We're going to rent there. And, and so we're not going to lodge in hotels. We'll just all stay in this big old house. And, uh, and, uh, don't worry. Guys will be in one part of the house. Girls will be in one part, you know, so. All right. All right. Some of y'all look real confused for a second. Anyways. Um, so there's a limited space on the trip. Make sure you grab a flyer. If you put your name down, that's not saying in blood that you're going to be a part of this trip. That's saying you're interested in the trip. So we've got an, an idea about that deal. Cool. All right, we're uh, going to be back in a book that we were in the end of last year, and that book is Philippians, who was written by, and he wrote it to the church at Philippi. And, and that church, name one person who we believe was a, like a founding member of that church. Do we know? Who? Lydia. Lydia. Uh, and, and then there's a few more that we're not going to go into. But yeah, so, and where was Paul when he wrote this letter? Jail in where? In Rome. We're talking jail in Rome. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Can you believe it? Do do y'all feel like 2018 went fast or do you think it went slow? See, what's amazing is as you age, it's not that I'm very, I'm just a few years older than you guys, just like seven or something. Um, uh, How quick you think it's fast now? It's like right now it's 50 feels like March the 3rd, 2018. I mean, it's just like, it's like, wait, it cannot be 2019 already, and it is. So it's flying. Um, who here has ever made a New Year's re- resolution, right? New Year's re- resolution. I've got a, a, a top five list. Don't put the list up yet, uh, but I want to ask you, I've got a, a top five list of ad- adults now in 2019. What What do you think is on the top five list? Don't put don't mark whatever they say. Don't touch a button. What do you think they said was on their top five list of New Year's resolution? A lot of people. I'm not going to get to you all, so I'm just going to do a couple. Uh, lose weight. Lose weight is okay. That might be one of them, right? Is that pointed at me? Okay. Thank you very much. To go, Bianca. Exercise regularly. Okay. Those can go hand in hand. This could be the same thing. Let's go with Caleb. Oh, he forgot. Asa, work harder. work harder, work harder. Let's go, Aaliyah. Eat healthier. Eat hel- healthier. Did, have, have y'all seen my list that I've got here? Right in- get better jobs. Get better jobs. Man, if I could just get, if I could get that. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right here. What's that? Break habits. Break ha- 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 habits. Hopefully they're bad ones that we want to break, right? Okay, they're bad habits. Yes. Make it, some of you, man, just make this year better than the last. I'm not, I'm not going to shoot. Here, here's, let's go ahead and put your hands down. You, you'll get a chance again. Here, here's the top 
five lists at n- n- number five for adults, it is quit smoking. Oh, yeah, quit Quit smoking. That's a bad habit. Y'all sort of got that. Four. Wait, can, can I tell a story? Take, go back to f- five on there. Uh, there was a, a day in the age that I quit smoke, 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 smoking. I'll, I'll confess with y'all. My, my own kids are going, wait, what? When I was seven, <laughs> I, I snuck my mom's pack of smokes out of her purse and went into the woods. And I lit one of those things up, just like I'd seen her do, and I popped that thing in my mouth, and I was, like, choking. And I thought, this one must be a bad one. So I grabbed a second one and tried the second one. And that one was just as bad. And from that day on, I quit. I never touched them again. So when my kids turn seven, I make them smoke so that they'll learn it's bad for you. Isn't that good? Not really. No, it's like... Okay, uh, so quit smoking. So that was my story of when I quit smoking at the age of seven. I started when I was seven, quit when I was seven, and within the same minute and a half. Uh, don't, that's not a good thing to do. Okay, not really good, but that's what I did. Number four was save more, spend less. Okay, save more money, spend less money. Okay, that's, that's what that deals with. Huh? Sounds like Walmart. I just want to shop there for the rest of my life. 2019, that's the only place I'm going to shop, Walmart. Okay, so, so adults think about money. Three is lose weight. Hey, we heard that one on there, right? Lose weight. What's in, interesting is three, two, and one really go hand in hand. Let's see. Two, exercise more. One, diet or eat healthier. One, two, and three. You can, you can tell if you're an adult in the U.S., you've got one thing on your mind. Eat, eat, eat less, lose weight, run more, and then quit after four days. Right, right. So that's sort of so that's how adults. So teenagers list 2019. What do you think is on the top five list? Don't 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 put these up yet. Uh, what, what do you believe is on the top five list? Nadia, graduate. Oh Lord, just let me graduate. Graduate. Let's go right here, Dominic. Get a job. Get a job. Okay. Get a okay. Teenagers, get a job. That's good. Asa, uh, Aiden. Talking to more pe- people. That's a good one. That's a good one. Let's go. Caleb, are you going to remember something? Ace a test. Ace a test. I just say it's ace one. I just want to ace one test. I can fail all the rest of it. That's good. Lydia. Get in a relationship. What? Get in a relationship. Ooh, talk about love, man. I want to find love. There you go, right here. Uh, get more followers. Get more <laughs> followers. It sounds like you're like a cult, cult leader. Come follow me. Ha <laughs> ha. Landon. Get, get money? Just give me money, man. All right, let, let's look at the top five list. At number five, we've got try something new. Try something. You're like, wait, what? But y'all, shh, wait a second. Y'all may not think this is not the way that y'all tick, but y'all sort of do tick this way on try something new. You're at that age. I will never try something new because I'm too old. Uh, number four. Find love, baby. Love. I mean, we're talking about true love, right? I mean, true love. Because we would, I would never, I would never joke about your love and your relationships in, in, in this room. Because that, it's, it's a Walmart kind of love. There you go. That's what you're going to find. I like that. I like that. That'll preach. Number three. Number three. Be a better person. I'm just telling y'all, this is what your peers did on a survey. I'm not saying it was you. You're like, what? I don't want to be better. I want to smoke because Pastor Dan did. 
when he was seven. Number two, be happier. Be happier. Number one, be healthier. So y'all put the adult one, two, and three into just one. Y'all were smarter than the adults in this one. Uh, come on, hey, we just want to be healthier. That means you exercise more, you, you eat better, uh, and you are healthier as a result. Um, who here has, has a, made a resolution for this year? Anybody? Did, 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 did you make one? Okay, you can put your hands down. You don't have to, I don't want you to share, but it's, it's something that we do. Now, we're going to jump into our text, and then I'm going to explain what does that have to do with where we're going tonight. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to um, start in verse 12. But before we go there, if you look at verse 10 and 11, this is where we came from, and it's important. We've got to know what this verse says to understand the text. So this is what I need for this new year. As we, as I'm up here in the edge, I want to ask you to make a resolution that when you come to the edge, if you're in here, man, just try to pay attention. I'm going to do my best to give you the word the best that I can uh, uh, to interact with you. But, but you've got to do your part too. I can only do so much. I cannot make your ears hear it. I can't change a heart. That's what God does. And, and so I, I can only bring the word to you, but you've got to try. So if you've got a phone and you've got the word on your phone, that's great. But I'd rather you had a Bible in your hand. Uh, uh, just, and if you don't have one, I've got one to give you for free for your birthday, whenever that is this year. But I'll give it to you now. And then when your birthday comes, you can say thank you. So, uh, but this is what it says in verse 10. Don't stand up yet. It says, this is Paul. He writes this. He says, that I may know him, that I may know Jesus and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, Paul is just saying there is, hey, I just want to know Christ. I want to know him completely. And that is my life is going to be sanctified, which means I have come to faith in Christ and, and God is going to work in me and make me more like Christ until one day I'm not going to sin anymore. But I'm not going to be on this earth when that occurs. When, when I die and I'm in, in heaven, I will be sanctified. We will all of those who have faith in Christ will, will be made right and pure and whole and sin will not be an issue. And we will be in right relationship with God. There will be no more guilt. There will, will, will be no more shame. Does that sound nice to you? No guilt, no shame, no hate, no hurt, no mean, no stank. I don't know if stank will be there, but I doubt it. That sounds great to me. And so Paul writes that I want to know Christ and know him completely in this way. And he's about, he's about to say, hey, but I've not reached it yet. I've not reached that yet. So that's where we're going to be at. So, so stand with me in honor of God's word as we read our main text tonight. We're going to begin at verse 12. And go to verse 16. And this is what he says. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not 
Consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Let's go ahead and, 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 and pray right there. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word, for your text. Uh, Lord, there's a truth you want us to get here tonight. Uh, Lord, help us just to see it and to respond to it. Lord, we need you to move here. We need your spirit to move in this place. Uh, and I thank you for the gift of your son. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, have a seat. Now, this is what we call an introspective Text, okay, and this is what it means. There's sometimes you read the Word of God and go, ah, man, this applies to someone that I know about. I I know someone that really needs to read this because they could get a lot out of this. This text can apply to everybody in this room. It's it's introspective. That means you take and you look at yourself and what it's saying. Now, um, I love this statement, and he says it in verse 12 or 13. He says, but I press on to make it my own. When He's talking out about there is, is my faith in Christ. This faith in Christ, I press on to make it my own. But then it says this beautiful phrase, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. I am going to fight for my faith in Christ and make it my own faith because he has made me his own. He, is, he, he owns me. He has grabbed a hold of me. He has changed me. And because he has changed me, that's how I'm going to have my faith in him. My faith is going to be lived out in him. So, so the, what we're going to talk about tonight is a fresh start. It's a new year. And it, when new year comes, we all do new year's resolutions like we just talked about. And it's always, it seems always like, man, it's a great time to start. And so if you're not here at this point going, man, I don't know if, I, if I'm really living my faith out or... This is, is what it takes to live your faith out. And, or you might go, I don't know if I need a fresh start, but I think we all could own our faith. This faith that we have, do we own it? Do, do we grab a hold of it? Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about that, that fresh start. And, and, you know, this is what I wrote in my notes today, and I'm not sure why it says, so this year, do you want to have a fresh start? Do you want to get away from the the drama of her side or his side. Do y'all get tired of drama? Dude, I get, it's, and, and it, drama has grown in the adult world because of social media, media. It wasn't as much in the adult world as it is now. It was calmer. It wasn't as much. Now it's all over the place. But but y'all y'all have it not only at school, if you're at school, or just among friends, or even in the church. But now you can go home and be alone, and you've got drama because it's online. And someone's saying this about you, or that about them, or you've got to pick this side or that side, or him or her. And can I tell you, there's a place where owning your faith means you're rising above the crud, and you don't have to pick a side all the time. You can try to, bring, you can try to help things heal. That's where owning your faith, you know, our, 
you know, because some are in this room go, well, I don't know don't, if I need this in my life or not. And the truth is, the question more is, do you want it in your life or not? Because every, everybody needs this in their life, and there's friends ar- around you that need it. I, I like my notes right here when it says, uh, uh, he said, she said, this was what I wrote, and I, I have weird thoughts sometimes. It says, a lot of times, uh, when someone gets word that someone of the opposite sex actually had a conversation or, or talk, whatever that means, right? I talk to my mom, but it's not the way that y'all begin to talk, and then it's not, we're talking, and who knows. Do y'all get that yet? Does that make sense? No? Okay, well, I'm alone. Um, but sometimes you hear, oh, I heard someone might like this person, and someone might like that person. And it reminds me of Volt, Volt, Bold vultures on roadkill. Have you ever seen them swoop down and they're just nasty taking off this poor dead cat? Sorry if you've got a cat. I knew that was on the sorry. No, a mouse, rat, rabbit, raccoon, skunk, whatever it is. Uh, it's na- they're just fighting over it. It's just, and that's what it sort of seems like when someone, someone, someone's like, someone, someone, y'all are just nasty. So, I've got one, one, one word for you. It's actually two words. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> point one, I want you to understand that with this fresh start, owning your faith, this is the point one, and you've got to get this or you miss it all. You've not arrived. Just want to let you know, I don't know, you might think how great or how good you're doing, and you might be doing great, especially compared to those around you or maybe at home, or you'd say you're doing fantastic. But can I tell you, you've not arrived. I've got a story uh, that goes with that. Um, have you ever had a, 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 a moment when you thought, dude, I am good. I, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Have you ever had that thought? Yeah, if you, if you haven't, then you're, if you're not reading here, you're probably lying. Uh, we've all sort of had a, a moment when you thought, yeah, baby, I am good. I had this, I've had it quite a few times. And most of the time when I have it, it, I wreck. I, I'm thinking I've, I, I'm good and I've arrived, but then I, I wreck and I crash. Um, I am, have been uh, doing uh, weddings for 20 years and uh, for quite a long time where folks will come and ask me to officiate their what, 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 a wedding. Now, my go-to line is when they ask me, hey, Pastor Dan, will you, will you marry and marry and marry and marry and marry us. I, I go, no, I'm already married, and I don't think of marriage as three people. And they always do this at first, and I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but they ask me uh, a lot of youth I've had through the years. So I've probably done 30 wet, wet weddings over the past 15 years. And um, I, I, the first 10 years, I hated it when they asked me. Hated it. Like, Oh, are you seriously asking me? Uh, and just wanted to lose my, my mind because of this. I stutter. Don't freak out. I know you're like, what? You stutter? I've not ever heard that before. I stutter. And um, the wedding day is an important day, especially for a bride who has waited. You know, guys, y'all don't think about this. Girls, a lot of them think about this from when they're three months old or something. And they're <laughs> dreaming of how the wedding day and the... Guy's going to be on a horse, and they'll be in the night, and uh, they'll sweep her off her feet. And they, they dream of all this stuff for the wedding day from when they're young. And we just are like, 
you want to get married? You know, that's about, that's about how it works for us. And so that day for that bride, to me, is a special day. She's, she has waited for this groom all of her life. A lot of these I have gotten to marry. They, they, she's prayed for this guy. Her mom and dad has prayed for this guy, the right guy, all this stuff. And I don't want to mess it up. But I can't help it. I stutter and I can't like turn it on or off. Do you understand? So I'm in a room most of the time when I do a wedding. More than half the folks have never seen me before. There's a chance half of them have. And I start to speak and I stutter and they start to do this. They're looking around like if they're being punked or if there's a video camera on them. I mean, they're like seriously freaked out a little bit. So I, I, I used to cringe when they would ask me and go, do you understand I stutter and I cannot help how it works. And they're like, no, it's, it's okay. We want you to do it. So I'm like, you're smoking crack. Okay, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> so this day, and I'd only done maybe two or three before and they had gone. Okay. Not as smooth as I'd like and not as, as fluent. Well, I, um, I start and I am smooth. I mean, I am like butter, you know what I'm saying? Like smooth, you're like butter smooth. It is if it's hot, it's melted. It's, I mean, I am just, I'm speaking and there, I'm this, I, I'm just like, y'all don't understand. When I talk inside my head, when I'm getting stuck on a word, I'm going, hey, just say it, dummy. Hey, just say it, dummy. You know, that, that's what I think inside. And so I'm thinking sometimes two sentences ahead of what I'm saying when I'm talking, going, what are you doing? Just spit it out. And so I'm in my head going, Holy cow, I'm not messing up at all. This is fantastic. I've done the, the, the dad gave away the bride and I've greeted the guests and they've come forward and I'm going, this is amazing. And we go and I, I talk for 10 minutes about marriage and what it's all about. And it's just going, I mean, I've not messed up on a word. This has never occurred in my life. I think I'm healed. I'm about to like, you know, uh, and, and so... I do the vows. We do the vows back and forth, and that's all nice. They repeat vows after me. Isn't that scary? They repeat the vows after a stuttering guy. That's just wrong. And so we do the vows. The vows are smooth. And I'm about to, I'm talking about the rings and what the rings mean. I'm about to get the ring uh, for them to exchange rings. And I look out and I look past the bride and groom who I've not looked past this whole time because a lot of times I'm just talking to the bride and groom. The rest of you are there just to be a part of it. But I look past the bride and groom, and I see on the very front row, great-grandpa great Jones standing up, shaking, because he's about to collapse, because he's been standing the whole time along with the whole rest of the church, like 25 minutes. There's, no, there's a horn. And... I look out and I'm like, oh my gosh, that guy's about to die because I never told him to sit down. I have been so, I mean, I am like, I am the man. And then I'm like, I am an idiot. So I, at that point I said, may I have the rings please? And you may be seated. And the whole place erupted in laughter because they knew I had flubbed it. I don't know why no one just took the initiative to sit down. Dummies, you know, so if you're at a wedding, you're that long, sit down after a little while, just this guy's slow, just sit down, just do something, right? I thought I, I had arrived, um, and I hadn't. But can I tell you this? When it comes to your walk with Christ, Paul writes right here 
just look in verse verse twelve again. Now that I not that I've already obtained this or am already perf, perf, perfect, but I I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Then He says this, brothers. When He says the word brothers, who does it mean He's speaking to? His true blood br- br- brothers, right? Right. He's talking to ba- believers in Christ. That's who this text is for. It's believers in Christ, and He says. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. This is Paul, who's done amazing things, who's been stoned, who's been whipped, who's been jailed, who's been shipwrecked, who's been all these things. And he's at the point going, hey, all these things have occurred, but man, I'm not there yet. And can I tell you, each of us in this room, you have not arrived. And this is the most important part. Putting your faith in Jesus Christ is the beginning. You cannot own your faith until you have this beginning of putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And you cannot put your faith in Jesus Christ until you understand that you need him. And the way you understand that you need him is this. You go, I know that I sin and I can't fix it. I know God is real and I can't get to him. And I need help. And the only time you will you can begin to own your faith is when you go, and that help is found through the perfect, completed work of Jesus Christ. That's what I need. You've got to have that to start, but that's the start. That's the beginning. So know this. You've not arrived. So, so if you want to own, own, own your faith, come to grips, grips with that. Now look at this, verse 13. We're just going to look at the first part of, of verse 13. He says, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind, and then he says, and straining forward to what lies ahead. So point one is, you've not arrived. Point two is, quit looking back. Listen to me. Quit looking back. You want to start fresh? You want to own your faith? Quit looking back and going, do y'all have that voice in your head, that, the same voice that gets in my head that goes, hey, you don't have any right to speak. Speak up. And you, you didn't speak up this, this last time. Why are they going to hear now? You messed up that time. God can't use you. Man, God doesn't care. Do you ever have that voice that says, you, you can't do it. You can't. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They're going to mock. They're going to laugh. That voice, that, uh, especially of, of, of man, man, you've sinned, man. You've, you've messed up. You, you have no right to speak up about God. That that voice, that voice is not of God. I guarantee that voice is not of God. So the the failures, the times we've disobeyed God, the guilt and the shame, the voice that whispers, God can't use you. Don't you remember what you've done? Don't you remember what you thought? Don't you remember what you said? The silent condemnation that we heap on ourselves when we fail the commands of God. Man, do you want to own your faith starting right now? You, you want to start fresh starting right now? Quit looking back and let, letting the, the past of where you failed keep bringing you down. But understand, he's speaking to believers here. Believers in Jesus Christ. Those that have come to Jesus, put their faith in Jesus. Don't miss that. And I'm not saying this, okay? And this is very important. When you don't look back, 
if you've got a, a sin back here that you recall that you sinned against some somebody, you're responsible to make that right and go, hey, I am sorry for what I did. Will you forgive me? So I'm not saying, hey, hey, don't look back. And if you sinned before, just ignore it and keep moving forward. If you've sinned and there's something you've got, especially against a brother or sister in Christ, you need to go, hey, I don't know everything that went wrong, but I know I was a part of it. And I just want to ask you to for- forgive me. Sometimes you don't have to be all specific to make things right with somebody, right? Is it good to, when there's been a, a crash in a relationship, is it nice when it begins to fix itself? Someone's got to start that. So when I say don't look back, it doesn't mean, hey, so, so ignore anything you've done wrong and you need to fix. Because sometimes you, you do need to, to fix that. First uh, John 1 John 1.9, just a verse uh, that uh, relates to this. It says this, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is a promise in Scripture. If we confess our sins, God is faithful. So if you've got something in the past that, man, guilt has ridden you about, confess that sin to God. Say, God, I'm sorry. I messed up. Can you forgive me? Or will you forgive me? Or thank you for forgiving me because he can and he will. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Romans 8, 1 and 2, it says this. This is a verse I just want you to hear. There's no... Now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We condemn ourselves a lot. But this is the looking back. If you've gone to God about it and you've gone to friends about it and you've tried to make it right the best that you can, because sometimes you'll go to someone to make it right and they won't come back and make it right from their side. And at that point, you can't do anything else about it. You don't need to go talk to talk about them, say bad things about them, because then you're going to be back in sin again. But if you've extended the hand, said, I'm sorry if I sinned against you, and they don't extend one back, you can't force that. That's got to be something that they do. You've got to look look ahead, quit, quit, look, 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 looking back. So don't look back at the ways that you failed. Don't look back at all the ways that you did great. I'm good, man. I went on a mission trip last year. I'm good. Dude, I was in church more than I wasn't this past year. And I'm good. Don't live in the past on how your faith is right now. You can't. It doesn't work that way. Your faith is right here, right now. Growing, moving, right here, right now. Um, Philippians 13. Take a look at that in your Bible. We're going to read a little bit more of it. It says... Um, uh, brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies ahead, lies behind. No, don't forget what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Point one is you've not arrived. Point two, if you're going to own your faith, quit looking back. Do not let the past control your future. Quit looking back. Three, press on. Press on. Move forward. It's a a picture of a runner straining for the finish line. There's that line. You don't see a 
a guy running and they get to line and they're like, ho, 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 ho. They don't ever do that, right? But they lean forward, they lean in. They're trying to get it as, as best as they can. Have you all heard of a guy named Edwin Moses? Anybody heard of this guy? He was a track athlete, uh, was elite in the late 70s and the 80s. He ran the 440-meter hurdles. From 1977 to 1987, he won 122 consecutive races. 122. That was when he was 32 years old, which is incredible. I want you to take a look at this video clip. There's sound sound to it too, fellas. Uh, And this is a race he did in 1987. First time of asking, and what a roar from this crowd. Moses rises, fractionally ahead of Schmidt. Already a meek is in his wake. Moses is again half a meter up on Schmidt. Danny Harris is up there as well. Moses is breathing down Schmidt's neck, and he's gone ahead by a meter and a half. Schmidt's got to do his running in the latter part of the race. Ed Moses has taken control yet again. Danny Harris is coming back. Schmidt's got an awful lot of work to do. Harris is coming into second place. Chris Akabusi running the race of his life. Ed Moses off the bend and Harold Schmidt gets past Danny Harris. Ed Moses is flying again and he's still in command. And Danny Harris is getting after him and Ed Moses is wiltering. Ed Moses going for the line and, and Harold Schmidt and together Oh, Moses retains his crown. Harold Schmidt and Danny Harris fleet line and there's still question marks in others' minds. And watch him now. I'm saying he's got it. He leans at the line. Watch Harold Schmidt and watch Danny Harris. It's going to take a photograph. He's never been defeated by a photograph before. And there it is as he closes. I think that he's got it. And I think Danny Harris is second. And I think Harold Schmidt is third. And I can tell you I'm the only one. You know, in, in, in a race, they judge where you place by your chest. By your chest, not by your arm, not by your head, by your chest. And if you see that, he wins it barely at the end. You think, oh, this is the race he, he lost, his first one that he lost. This is one of the last ones that he won. Uh, but he still won the world championship race. And if you see it, he leans. And if, if, if you can zoom, it, it, he barely outleans the guy. That's a picture of how we're supposed to own our faith. We are running all out, even if we're running out of steam and everybody else is coming after us. Boy, that word is a hard one. After us, like full speed ahead, we're still supposed to give it our all and strain forward. Now, I want you to know something. Um, Many times we live our lives without living our lives. Let me repeat that. Many times we live our lives without living our lives. We stay quiet and not we don't speak up because we're afraid of what someone may say back. We uh, don't do what's right when we're in a certain crowd because of how they may treat us or think about us. Uh, We don't make a stand. Uh, when someone is, is 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 bullied or left out because uh, the uh, attacker effect, we will feel because of it. Uh, but 
this is the truth in owning your faith. Living for Jesus will cost you. If it's not costing you anything, I'm not sure if you're living for Jesus. That's a good test for you. Say, does this cost me? Is this a fight or struggle? Do I have to do I have to do this or that? Who's heard of William Wallace? William Wallace, a Scotlander. He was a knight, actually, from Scotland. i got to say it that way, Scotland. And um, uh, he fought in the First War of Scottish Independence way back. And he has this quote which says, All men die, but few men truly live. All men die, but few men truly live. I think there's many... Christians in this world that are are saved. They've come into a saving faith in Jesus Christ, but there's many that have not lived much beyond that. And they have missed out on on, ah, just the peace and the strength that God gives that you can only have when you begin to live for him. Um, When Christianity is bound up and restricted by the expectations of the world, we aren't living. Uh, we're merely e- e- existing. Uh, if you want to live, follow Christ and own your faith. And when you own, you f- own, own your faith, there is action. And that is what? Pressing forward, straining forward, moving forward. Uh, press on when you're tired and feel like no one is following Jesus except for you. Press on when you have talked about Jesus and the person you're sharing with just sort of rolls their eyes. Press on when you're reading the Bible on your own and trying to understand what God is saying to you. And it's making a little, a, a little bit of sense, but you're, you're tired. Press on when nobody is watching but Jesus. Press on when your church friends falter and fall. Press on is what we are called to do. Philippians uh, 3 verse 17, Paul writes this. He says, brothers, join in imitating me. Now, there's a lot of uh, spots where Paul writes about imitating me, but most of the time he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So this is the con- the concept that Paul is speaking about. Not like, hey, be like me because I'm a good Christian boy. No, he's saying, hey, be like me because I'm trying to be like Christ. Uh, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Man, can I in- encourage you? In this thing of owning your faith as you understand you've not arrived, as you quit looking back and you start pressing forward, can you look around, like he says? Keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Look at those around you that are living for Christ. Look, look at them and see what they're doing and, and try to get close to them. And I, I will tell you this. Um, you need to look past your peers. Some of your peers will get it, but you're all in an age where you're just trying to find your identity and find your way. And some of you are getting it better than than others. But look past your peers. And no offense to any college in the room, but look past 
college because they're, they're, they're trying to find their feet in a lot, a lot of ways too. But you need adults in your life, whether it could be parents, it could be someone that is a coach or someone that will teach you, someone who is owning their faith and, and ask them, man, what do you do to grow in your faith? What do you do? Because it, it, it says look for those to look up to and follow their I- I- example. That's what we're to do. I'm going to close with this short little, little, little story. It, or, or it's really short. Uh, it's at the foot of one of the Swiss Alps. There's a uh, grave mark, a marker that on, on, honors a man who fell to his death while trying to make the climb up this, this mountain. And on this grave marker, it, it, it says the man's name, and it says he died climbing. And man, can that be what our faith is about? That, that for the rest of our life, if someone can say something about us, it was, man, he died climbing. He died striving. He was pressing on until the very end. He didn't give up. He didn't look back. He pressed forward and he grabbed everybody that he could around him or her and took them with him. That's what owning your faith is about. You want a fresh start this year? That's what God calls us to do. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for every student and every adult that's in this room. Just a chance to talk about your word, talk about owning our, our faith. Uh, God, just um, help us know that we've not arrived. Help us quit looking back at the things that drag us down. Lord, when you've for, forgiven us, Lord, may we understand that you cast that away as far as the east is from the west and you remember it no more. Lord, may we, we, we rest in that. And Lord, may we press forward as if we're in a race, straining for the line. May our faith be seen by all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.